you can't be a parody and plagiarism. It doesn't like those are mutually exclusive ideas. Yeah. Because a parody requires that you have an awareness of the original in order to get this, you know? Yeah. And it's not like you're saying that like parody is inherently good or anything like that, because I have like a parody spectrum on in my head that's like, okay, top tier is the top tier is Mel Brooks, and then on the other, like the logical yes. endpoint is like epic movie or whatever those movies were. <laughs> That's an extremely good scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they are, despite both their range and quality, they pretty much hit parody. And I, I don't, despite their quality, I, I don't see any evidence of plagiarism. I don't know how you can't see it as a parody. I mean, like right out of the gate, the game's like, I was. Uh, put in prison for a crime I didn't commit and then the guards show up and they're like we're gonna put you in prison for a crime you didn't commit in 1972 a crack commando unit threw me in a prison for a crime I didn't commit you're under arrest for a crime you didn't commit like it's so on the nose that I love it like you you have to try to be upset at this game yeah I mean this is like it's like Kung Fury level of like exactly yeah like that eighties movie <laughs> fuck yeah super self aware tongue in like cheek I was grinning ear to ear you know yeah oh yeah by the way uh, I'm back hey I'm Fingers yo it's Apache Smash hey everyone this is Days Ahead and I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. You know, uh, I think it's fucking hilarious that the, the developer, um, Fran, was speaking on a stream. And the guy was like, oh, uh, have you, you know, were you, were you like super into the... Uh, like Metal Gear games, you've have you played them all? And he was like, "No, nah, I just played the two D ones." Like, and he called he called um, damn son. He called MGS two Wings of Liberty, which is Starcraft. Starcraft expansion. So like this. Okay, so that's great. This guy has only played the two D Metal Gears. He's he's like he's like super into two D games, like you know MSX. He's like heavily into MSX and programming games. Like he makes. Games for MSX just like for fun. That's what he like oh, right. now. Yeah, I he saw that. He fucking loves that shit. Um, I, I just thought that was so pure. Like he just loves these games. So uh, we're gonna get something that's like very close to the 2D games. That's not like he he said something like you know anything that seems like a reference to the solid games in the games was just an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, d- genuine respect there for anyone who's an authentic MSX fan and not just you know, uh, I like it because of Metal Gear and that's it. You know, yeah, because the MSX is not just a Metal Gear thing. Like that is a broad platform with a huge fan base. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was cool as fuck. That's awesome. Good for him. I'm not even sure what an MSX is. It's a computer, basically. It's like a. It's a you could similar to like a Commodore 64, you know, with the big keyboard and you type mm-hmm. like you like code it to make your games. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's more it's more advanced than that. But actually, I don't want to say too much on the technical side of this because I do not know. I know very little uh, about the MSX hardware. 
you know? We see it at the end of the Phantom Pain, though, right? That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a Sony. It's like an yeah. HB something. I can't remember the model number. Oh, uh, so there's like multiple brands well, of it? MS, it's like how there are multiple PCs, you know? Like, the, the MSX was a platform, and you had a lot of different companies making different ones. Interesting. I, You know, I, I honestly didn't know that because I've always looked at it in the same way I look at, like, a Famicom. Because it was like, yeah, you know, which is probably not the best. I would say it's, it would probably be more akin to what on in the U.S. Like, because it's not necessary. I wouldn't say like an Apple II computer or something like that. Maybe like IBM. Well, I mean, this was a this was an entire M- MSX wasn't a specific device. It was an architecture. So anybody who had the license could make their own MSX. And there were, you know two dozen different companies no maybe not that many but there were there were you know a lot of major tech manufacturers who had their own version of the msx that have different specs and and features and things like that you know like you had sony sharp samsung toshiba all these guys it's interesting i just like i just can't peg it as necessary like you say it's a platform i can't necessarily peg it as like an operating system you know um yeah, and I don't know much about much about it on that side, but Microsoft had a big hand in developing the platform. I think if, if I remember right, it was a it was a it was like a, a joint venture between like ASCII and Microsoft. Now ASCII is known for, you know, people, um, you know, funky tech art. At least that's <laughs> what I associate ASCII with. Yeah. Game facts. Like scrolling down. Big old ASCII down the guide. It would be fun to get someone on that uh, is kind of an MSX expert. I once contacted Konami customer support and asked for the source code for MGS2, but they didn't give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Poor call center guy. You were so close. He's like, what is this kid talking about? Let me talk to your manager. (laughs) (laughs) God, I would love to know how they coded some of this. Let me see this. I like. I was gonna say. I like how the fiftieth episode has now become an episode about planning and software development. We're looking into uh, GitHub repos. You know. I mean, this stuff's above my head. I mean, I'm a I'm a developer, but but this is. I mean, do you think that like any of the aforementioned people that we spoke about? You know, the folks who develop msx or the unmetal developer um and then the guy who mods mg1 like do you think they would be able to give us like the technical context for this like basically put it in english um probably to some degree um i think it would depend on what you want to know gotcha yeah i mean this this stuff is so far above my head that i don't even know how to comment on it yeah i feel like a dweeb talking about this and not like anything else (laughs) Like I'm looking at these at these uh, objects here. I don't even know what you would call them. The the logic folder. And I'm just trying to find like, all right, well, where's the script that makes him move? Find snake. Yeah, where's, but that's where's not... the script that deranks you for like killing children? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like hostage.asm here? I'm just looking at the different room images, checking out the different backgrounds. It's neat. 
It is. It's really cool to look at, even if you don't understand a lick of it, you know, because I, I mean, this is all Greek to me. Yo, there's a sound of music folder. Oh, snap. BGM oh. driver. What is dot ASM? Uh, ASM is going to be a, a format exclusive to this, I guess. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know what RC750 is. Yeah, that's where I got to. I think it's the second word. <laughs> I'm too young to understand these file extensions. It says something about Sajam later. I think he's like a fighting game guy. SJA. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like everything's the dot ASM. What the fuck? <laughs> Except for room images. That's the one I landed on. We got dot PNGs all day. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I, I doubt that that is part of the actual. I don't know. Is that I guess that is part of the assembly. That's weird that they would use ping files, though. Yeah, especially in that. Well, I guess. I guess they they didn't use ping files literally in like the 80s. <laughs> no, they didn't. They're just like, this is be... the clearest way to do it. Yeah, without compression. Yeah. <laughs> there's still no, only the... like 11 kilobytes. So I guess it's just because it's small resolution. Yeah. yeah, there's not much to it. But like the ping standard is like that was in the mid 90s, I think, that they first developed it. And it didn't even really catch on until the t late 2000s. I was going to say, I was still using bitmap as Heck a young yeah. child. Then JPEG came along and changed everything. God, imagine like a PlayStation showcase coming out during a year with a new console. And here we are talking about like MSX source code. <laughs> this is the Kojima frequency, y'all. This and is episode 50. <laughs> image standards. and. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that's an indictment on Sony, but also sort of an indictment on us. Oh, God. That's how we do. Well, OK, if we're going to talk the Sony conference, let's get a couple things out of the way first. Fingers, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm uh, I'm back. Back to uh, back to help out with the edits and stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I was dying. <laughs> I know that's uh, you hit me up. You're like, dude, uh, I, uh, I appreciate what you do for the podcast now. Let's see what you uh, are dealing with. Each I have a newfound appreciation <laughs> for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Now, I had to uh, get resituated here in my new spot, moved into a new house, uh, still dealing with the hand arm thing, but that might be coming to a close here soon. Uh, might be getting surgery, but might not. There might be some weird, like, delayed-ass healing that's all of a sudden happening seven months later, so... Um, yeah, the not would be great. Yeah, yeah, not having surgery would be great. But uh, yeah, been doing uh, been doing good. Well, nice knowing you, Apache. You're gonna have to leave now. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been good, right? I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for filling in. Yeah, thanks for and you know thanks for just holding it down, everybody. Uh, you know, I know y'all kind of just all of a sudden. Had to deal with me dipping out all of a sudden, but Apache uh, quickly, you know, filled in the spot and has been doing a great job. The last couple episodes have been fucking adorable. Um, <laughs> uh, so, especially like, especially like uh, the, the, the episode with Boba, like just gave me an appreciation for like, <clears throat> like the, the fans that are just now coming into it. 
And that's yeah. like that's like a big part of like why I still like run the solid snake page. It's just like when there's new people coming into it, it's just like just giving them like a good like direction on where to go or whatever if they have questions or whatever. I don't know. And like I know, I know she wasn't into asking for any kind of help, but I don't know. I just I, I like hearing that that side of it more than like the the seasoned uh, side of it. Sometimes it's refreshing. You do get to kind of relive it again through fresh yeah, eyes. Exactly. Yeah. And then teaching something about to these people doesn't feel like a, like a dick measuring contest. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's what Twitter's for. For <laughs> better or worse. Evan's yeah, staying clear of that. Shout out to all the dick measures on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, I guess we do have some actual uh, show news. Uh, Apache, would you like to to reveal that? I'm staying. I'm fucking here forever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah I, I was, uh, you know, I, I I knew I was filling in for fingers. It was very like, you know, it's got to be now kind of thing. And I, I was grateful. Like I, I had been on the show as a guest, episode 38. I want to, that's off the top of my head. That's a guess. I think it was 38. Uh, I came on as a guest and I, I loved it so much. Like I, I really enjoyed just just chatting with you all. I think we had a, some good laughs. So after it ended, I was like, "Wow, I want to do that every week." <laughs> like this sucks. Like I don't, I don't want to be a, now don't want to be a guest. Stuck. I want to be on this show. Yeah. Welcome aboard, but buddy. Yeah, we, uh, definitely appreciate having you on. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to the, like you know. All, all, all the viewers and everyone who's just said such kind things since I've been on here, it's been it's been a real joy. Yeah, it's dude. been a blast, man. You kidding me? I don't want this ride to end. And it's 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 it's. I mean, after like after the whole interview with um, James Clinton Howell with Jay, and you guys were like, "Oh, you're the guy who did that MGS three run." Oh, you're the guy who did the tuxedo run and a tuxedo. I was like, okay, well, you're stuck. Like, I'm keeping you here. You're go. You're getting tied up in the shed until we record on Friday. So, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. I keep thinking about that episode and just like, well, what a weird experience. Because well, obviously, like, we know who the guest is ahead of time, but like, and you you look at all their work, and that's not included, like, in his work. And he's just like, oh yeah, I did that. Um, I didn't know until he was literally saying it, and I was like, "And that's yeah, I think that's that a, a testament to to James just in general." Because again, as I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we all know him for a completely different but still incredible thing that he's done for the MGS community. So he's done so much, like so much work, um, and it's all really high quality. Yeah. I think that's a great thing about this podcast too. We're just like finding out a bunch of like cool shit about, you know, the, the, the MGS community that people are doing. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like we bring like a, a unique layer to the whole situation here. Yeah. Everyone's hard at work. Even now everyone's hard at work. The one thing I've really enjoyed about doing this, especially when we got, get to talk to people who have had a hand in producing these games is that you do really get a sense that the, the people behind the scenes care about it just as much as the fans do. Maybe, yeah. you know, not, not necessarily in the same way, but with the same sort of intensity. 
if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because, I mean, we a lot of times we do end up going into a very cynical, oh, you know, we work in software dev. We know that, you know, companies just want X, Y, and Z. So to be able to kind of chase that with, you know, seeing genuine love and compassion for these games, it's pretty cool. We use our guests to, to deflect our cynicism, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the guests. Um, any particular highlights for you guys, though, you know, while we're still on this topic? 50 episodes, man. That's a that's an accomplishment. I got to I got to think back. The Fukushima episodes, the best one. <laughs> I listen to them all now. I, th- I think like hearing people reference Metal Gear card is pretty cool. Uh, for better or worse. I- I've heard that a few times. Um, like Tommy Earl Jenkins putting us and video chat hostage (laughs) that definitely kind of like got me out of my shell a bit. Uh, and like, uh, I met so many cool people. Like, you know, we do meet the producers of these games and, and, you know, we do sometimes talk to those people, but out like in terms of the community, like I've, I've been here, but I've not really been into the people as much. So I've, had an opportunity to meet so many cool folks and and have conversations with them and shit post them with them on Twitter. Batch is actually one of them. So sure. I think that's that's a big highlight from these these past 50 episodes for me. I liked when Donna put us on blast. Oh yeah, when Donna Burke calls so us to say, say Donna was <laughs> Donna was definitely a highlight. <laughs> and uh I I still can't believe we got Ludwig on. That blows my mind. Yeah, as a music guy, that's uh, having him and and Donna. You know, it's just like a. I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm good here. We can't quit right. till we get Kojima himself on, though. I mean, yeah, that, no, we get that's, him that's, on, that's then the we final can just boss. quit the show. Yeah, we well, we have to. Yeah, we we made that promise a long time ago. It's like, well, we have to stop if we get him on. Yeah. I will say this now that you guys, I, I try not to be like starstruck in a way i think it's i think it's it's just me being like just lame but um like now after we interviewed uh, after we interviewed ludwig and um oh god sorry her name is off the tip of my tongue now donna burke uh, after we interviewed those two i started listening to the death stranding soundtrack uh while i was playing i've been playing destiny and I also replayed through Silent Hill 2. I think I mentioned that in last episode. And I have to say, those things definitely hit different after, you know, we had these interviews. Just because now you kind of know, oh, well, you know, Angela called me a dipshit. Or, oh, I know, like, an <laughs> instrument, like, you know, Ludwig, you know, went through all this process and destroying all these items and <laughs> all this piano. to make... Yeah, to make these <laughs> exactly to make these noises. So, you know, not to try to name drop or anything, but that's definitely been been a highlight for me as well. It it is sort of a strange combination of being starstruck and having things demystified at the same time. Right. It's almost like an enlightenment rather than yeah, being starstruck. Yeah, Jeremy Blaustein. Even I mean, shit. We had to we had oh, to cut yeah. some stuff, but uh, yeah, he was <laughs> he was a delight. And just a 
a treasure trove. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy's always that. fun. Yeah. And talking to, I'll be honest, talking to such charismatic people, and I'll, I'll shut up about myself after this, but talking to such charismatic people has definitely done a good thing as far as helping me gain confidence, like talking to people at my job, like business meetings with like <laughs> execs and professionals. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, all guests of the Kojima Frequency for helping me with my other job. It's like, like, I'm good. I'm not intimidated I've, by you. I talked to Tommy Earl Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I chatted it up with Garrett Hunter from Mega 64, okay? I'm good. <laughs> and then it's like, Chelsea, this is just your performance review, you know? Like, <laughs> um, but and on that note, you know, I don't know if we want to get into the Sony conference now. I know we've been putting it off like eight times. I like Gran Turismo. The bit with the the <laughs> army trucks in the Gran Turismo trailer. I was genuinely was dope, very right? excited by those army trucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I was in a, a model. Oh, I'm such a nerd, man. I was in a a, a model diecast store today and uh they had like army trucks and i was like whoa they're like the ones from the gran turismo trailer <laughs> oh my god that was me that was me looking through my norse norse mythology books after the god of war trailer like i mean obviously everybody saw thor uh <laughs> big belly thor yeah but it just it doesn't look like four at all it it, 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 was, <sighs> it was like some sort of I, I, why, why wasn't he like a super chiseled, good-looking <laughs> actor? Just couldn't work it out. You mean he doesn't look like Chris Hemsworth? He doesn't look like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> What's going on? That's not Thor. To be fair, the Square Enix Avengers Thor doesn't really look like Chris Hemsworth either. I like the wolves that you ride on. That look pretty fun. Like mushing. See, I feel like this speaks to the the actual conference because it's like we hit a point and then it's like silence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were saying they were going to have an interview with the Gran Turismo guys, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a new Gran Turismo game. It's got cars in it. They look really good. It's very realistic." I mean, like, what else can they say about it? Look, let's just get the elephant out of the room here. I think the reason we're all so tepid about the PlayStation conference is because we all went in just wanting to see people uh, eat shit when Metal Gear didn't show up. <laughs> yep. We are Metal Gear podcasters. Hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, I just want to establish that we are Metal Gear podcasters that get excited when we get no Metal Gear news. That's how you know we're doing it right. As soon as we see you guys talk about rumors and shit, we're like, oh shit, here we go again. Like, I'm sorry uh, to be so blunt, but. We've done this for years. We're all so exhausted. And just we've done this for this fucking shit, man. years, man. I had to take, I had to take a break. I don't want to hear another damn word about abandon for the rest of my life. Yeah, that was another episode I wasn't around for. Uh, my opinion on that was why the fuck did anybody even pay attention to that? Uh, but yeah, everybody's just hungry for Metal Gear, I guess. It's it's kind of sad, but the word, I don't think the word abandoned was even uttered, not even referenced, nothing. So basically, yeah. Metal Gear no, Fat Thor yes. <laughs> That's my takeaway. There's definitely one thing that I'm hugely hugely excited for, and that's the remake of Night Silver Republic yes. because it's yeah, my Code favorite. 4. 
It's right there, up there with Metal Gear for me, one of my favorite games of all time. And unlike Metal Gear, will really benefit from a remake because that thing is fucking dated, man. That thing is seriously, <laughs> seriously dated. I mean, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I have never played it. What? It's a good game. <sighs> Both of them are good. I wasn't an Xbox guy, you know? I, <laughs> I had it on PC. Eh, yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I'm, not, I'm also not a big Star Wars guy, so. But I've always heard it was a really good game. Well, th- don't worry if you're not a Star Wars guy because it's set way before the movies yeah. and doesn't intersect with the movies. Apart from the, the odd cheeky reference, um, it's nothing to do with the movies. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's still, like, light side and dark side and, you know, Jedi and, and the Sith and stuff, but it's, yeah, no, no Luke Skywalker or any of that shit. It's just completely separate. Also, I've been sort of apprehensive to play it because I, I think I know the big twist in the game. So even if you know it, I mean, it's still it's still such it's a very valid experience um, to try still. But like I would probably I say this as someone who replays this on her. I was going to make a joke that was like, yeah, I'm really excited to play this. It's been so long since the last time I played it, which was like three months ago on my phone, which is true. <laughs> saying, yeah, they have it on phones now. Yeah. Which yep. is which is great, but it, it also kind of speaks. It's it's definitely been an experience that tells me how dated this game is. How does it translate on the phone? Like, does it does it play well? No you game actually, plays well on a phone. You could actually I, I mod know. put in PC mods on the Android version, um, and it's it's oh, not too wild. terrible. It's not too terrible because it's it's timed combat. However. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I mean, the combat's not active, so it's just you know, you're just yeah. So you can through. you can just plan it out with your your touch touch keys and whatnot. But huh. like, good luck trying to pod race. Um, <laughs> wait, there's pod racing in the game. <laughs> yeah, this, well, it's it's not it's no, it's not pods. It's so hot. what are they called? It's it's like it's like a Speed Star Wars version like- of drift, like those drift races there's those drag races you used to do in uh and need for speed underground oh whoa yeah it's just like that so that company asper is making it or aspire i don't don't know how to say it i think it's aspire yeah Yeah, it is aspire because i mean i do like episode one racer that's a good time oh it's it's nothing like that it's nothing as 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 high fidelity as that but it is there um there's there is really only one Star Wars game that I got like super into, and it was um, Shadows of the Empire on 64. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that game. <laughs> I, I, I was going through in my head of all the games. I was like, is it going to say Jedi Power Battles? Like, is it going to okay. say. No, that's a lie. There's, uh, Demolition. <laughs> there are two other Star Wars games. This is how much of not. This is how not a Star Wars guy I am is that I got really into three Star Wars games and, and completely forgot that I was really into them. Um, and it was it was Shadows of the Empire um, and then uh, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, which I, I used Dark to play. Forces. I loved game. that game. And the multiplayer was great. Like, spend days on Canyon Oasis. And then um, Jedi Academy. Yes, uh, Jedi Academy is such a good game. I, I, I used to be in a clan for Jedi Academy. So in the multiplayer, there was like 
servers and servers would be owned by clans i was in a clan like that was one of my first like proper online multiplayer experiences um and the uh the combat in that game with lightsabers is really really deep it is Uh, there's so much to learn with it it was a great game yeah i had a friend who uh, i would duel with uh constantly in that game and we would we would try to make custom maps and fight each other and look for mods and all sorts of things and incidentally this friend is the guy who made uh zone of the org. if you've ever seen that website which if you haven't go to zone of the org and take a look because <laughs> it's awesome there was a part where they interviewed him and they were like, oh, is this like a graphical update? And the guy was just like pulling a face like, no, we're completely making a whole new game. We're not doing, you know, it's not going to have anything to do with the original, like, I'm sorry mm. if I'm using the wrong words, but it's not going to be built on the old engine. It's not going to like, they're not going to, it's not going to touch KOTOR.exe. It's going to be a totally new fucking is it, thing. Is it going to yeah. still use a... Uh... <laughs> What is it like? Dungeons don't they use like third shit. edition? Yeah. <laughs> is it going to have combat that you can pause and select options? Like that's, I, I don't know what the right answer is of what they should do. Like, should they still have a combat style that's similar to the old system? It, obviously, it's going to be an RPG, right? Yeah. Is it going to be like Seven remake where it's like? <laughs> completely active yeah as i say like final fantasy 15 or yeah seven remake or something where it's a lot more active yeah does that I, worry I, you i can't wait i i just i just hope it's good i just don't i don't care what they do as long as when i play it i'm like this game's fucking great i, I, I don't know what the right answer is but like there's so many iconic scenes like the first time you open the star map um bastila's like dreams um the you know the main character's dreams, Bastler being able to influence combat, getting your first um, lightsaber shard, baby, in Dataween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know the the groves, the tainted groves with uh, Juani. Like, how are they going to handle those scenes? How are we going to see them like in a modern game? It's it's so exciting to think about, but like, I just please don't be bad. Please don't, <laughs> please don't do this wrong. Like. It's really important to me. Like, I'm going to get a sick KOTOR tattoo at some point. Like, I love that game. Don't Resident Evil 3 it. Yeah, I might actually wait until the game's released now before I get that, because it could, could like, Game of Thrones Season 8 me. <laughs> Aww. <Ugh. laughs> yeah, it's that character, uh, Revan. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Nitroid. Yeah, I think that's related to the twist I'm aware of. Yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, should yeah, I just play? I should probably just play the just original. Just play then. it. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely play it. I think it. Yeah, please play it. It's so good. And like, even beyond like the main story, it it goes it d- dives into a lot of world building concepts that you don't typically get from like a Star Wars entry, uh, especially the second game. Nitroid, I'll buy it here right now on Steam if you'll play it. Uh, hold off on that. I'm 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 knee deep in near replicant right now. He's got to finish <laughs> Trespasser. <laughs> And Trespasser, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone back to that yet. Uh, it's, um, that's a hard one. Mainly because I get stuck in the floor a lot. Yeah, that, I mean, like I said, the, it, um, Trespasser walked so the gravity gun could run. Um, it did. So we have KOTOR Remake. 
Gran Turismo 7, no Metal Gear. Anything else catch your eye? <laughs> um, there was a cool, like, game and you're a little girl and you can, like, turn into a pigeon and oh, yeah, there's the... some sort of evil going on. That looked fun. You can pet the crab. Oh, yeah, petting the crab. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd buy a PS5 for it, but it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I don't have a PS5, so none of it was, like, that great to where I wanted to buy a PS5. But, I mean, you're starting to see things like, you know, like New Spider-Man. They got that Wolverine game coming out. I don't know. It's, Wolverine games are really pretty fun. Has Wolverine, like, had many games? I can't really think of one. There was the X-Men Origins one, and that was actually pretty good. Everyone loves Wolverine, right? I mean, I'll be honest. When I think of Wolverine in video games, I just think Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like X Men. What was that game called? Something Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Oh right. Ultimate yeah. Alliance. Yeah. Yeah, the X Men Legends and the, yeah, all, all those type games are great. I was gonna say Deadly Alliance. I'm glad I didn't talk first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good game, too, though, from that era. <laughs> True. Um, Did you guys see that David Hayter's throwing, in, throwing his hat into the ring to try and play Wolverine? I mean, yeah, he's a Canadian. I mean, you should do it. Yeah, I figured it was a Canadian thing. I forgot they were both Canadian. I don't know how I forgot that, but I did. But, <laughs> but did you think it was just like, oh, you think you can put Solid Snake into Wolverine, huh? Or something like that? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, a solid a snake bit. in a Wolverine's clothing. Hey, Bob. <laughs> to be fair, if I had to like associate David Hayter with a country, it would probably be Japan first, United States second, and then Canada would would hit third. He would probably hate to hear that. <laughs> I mean, he wrote the screenplay for X Men Two, right? One so, and yeah. two, yeah. For one and two. My B, David. Sorry. He was also <laughs> the security guard. That's right, he was. And, he like, and X-Men 1. Yeah, he had that. I can't, what, I can't remember what he said in it. He was like, this one's still alive or something. He was looking at uh, Mystique pretending to be a, another guard. Slime be Wolverine. It's probably fine. Just, yeah, slime be Wolverine. He'd probably do it better than any other, you know, just random guy doing it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, maybe I'm a bit dated with this, but Hugh Jackman, right? He's, and he already, he's Wolverine. And, well, yeah, that, that was weird because he's tall. Uh, that that's still weird to me because he's tall. But um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Like, it's not unprecedented that David Hayter plays Marvel characters, though. Like, he played Steve Rogers in a cartoon, I think. Yep, the Spider-Man animated series. See, there you go. And then he played. Um, interestingly enough, he played the Winter Soldier. When was this? Uh, it was in um. I can't remember if it was in a game or... Uh... No, he played Captain America. No, he played both, because later he okay. went and played the Winter Soldier. It's not unprecedented that he's played, like, a Marvel character. I, I, can, I can see it. Like, they already put the usual bunch into the Square's um, Marvel, or Square's Avengers. What's putting David Hayter as Wolverine gonna, gonna hurt? Sometimes those uh, cartoon versions of the characters can be, like, the best one. He fits the bill. We'll get him hired. I'd hire him. We've been trying to hire him for this show. <laughs> David, if you're listening. Please. Come on the show. Get well, on here so we can ask you a bunch of Yu Yu Hakusho questions. 
If if we if we get to the hundredth episode and there's no David Hater, then it's like, what's the point? Or at, at, at what point are we justified in asking listeners to tweet, "Please go on the Kojima frequency, David Hater." <laughs> it's like Brazil, but it's look, actually- we're not asking our we're not asking our listeners to tweet at David B. Hater uh, <clears throat> to come on at Kojima Freak, David the Hater. <laughs> 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 but seriously, uh, we we I I would really love to have that conversation with David Hayter where it's like not about Metal Gear. I think we get the same charm out of it as we did with Boba <laughs> playing Metal Gear for the first time. You know, like yeah. it just like ref- like a refreshing glass of dialogue. It's like yeah, we know you did video games, but tell us about Lupin the Third. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I got like a. <laughs> I got like a whole list of warrior nun questions ready to go. I still oh, haven't watched that. That'll get them fucking on this. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent. I like it. Uh, I have questions about his one episode cameo as a KGB agent on the um that that one sitcom that lasted like one season. I met David Hayter at Manchester Comic Con uh, years ago. I didn't know what to say to him, so. Like I need redemption for that because I just didn't say anything. Oh, Major Dad! I wanted to call it American Dad. Yeah, he. Played, oh God, like, he was on Major Dad. Yeah, dude, the whole episode's on IMDb. Holy crap! He was this like KGB kid, Russian agent who was like a transfer student or something, and he like makes <laughs> out with the the major's daughter. Oh my God. It's incredible. I would. I've been wanting to talk to him about that for like years. That's awesome. I had no idea he was on Major Dad. I can't believe you know what Major Dad is, or like, I can't believe I found anybody else that knows who Major Dad is. I'm looking. Okay, hold on. Wait, I'm looking at his timeline now. I just brought it up. Um, was that his first acting role? Um, maybe. Like his first notable one, yeah, Hater did some live acting in the early 1990s, most notably in an episode of the sitcom Major Dad. Holy shit. <laughs> For the record, I don't have a fucking clue what Major Dad is. It was, it was one of the dime a dozen sitcoms yeah. from like the 80s and 90s. Didn't make it a few seasons, but David Hater was on there as a Russian, <laughs> Russian man. Basically, imagine a family sitcom, but where the main character is an uptight military guy. It's like and American Dad, but not as funny. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's like American Dad meets like Family Matters. <laughs> Nailed it. Everybody, the episode, if, if I recall correctly, is still on IMDb. So if you want to watch David Hater. With a weird Russian accent, asking to give you some, give him some skin. Uh, you know where to go. It's it's on his uh, it's on his profile page. From major dad to big boss. It foreshadows Metal Gear Solid Two, where a lot of Americans pretend to be Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, that's my last episode. See you again in another time. <laughs> Maybe we should reconsider this. <laughs> God. So, all right. Apart from the Sony thing, which uh, I know we we haven't quite touched on everything that happened from Sony, 
I will say uh, that they are cheating by putting Venom in the new Spider-Man game because that instantly makes me interested in it. Voiced by Tony <laughs> Todd. Right? Like, yeah, where, where's Tom Hardy at? I, I don't know, but Candyman is, is, is enough for me. I have very mixed feelings about the Spider-Man games. I think they rely way too much on quick time events. But if you put Venom in something, I'm immediately going to want to check it out. Because he's one of my favorite characters. I fucking love Venom as well. <laughs> like, I actually love Venom. It's such a cool character. Well, you can you can imagine I, I was not uh, pleased with Spider-Man 3. Oh. I thought you were going to say with the Venom movie because yeah. I love that shit. Oh, that was just dumb fun. I had a I had a blast. Um, no, Spider-Man 3, though, uh, I, I do not blame Sam Raimi for that at all because he didn't want to do it and he got forced into doing it. Uh, but yeesh. The Sony conference was so boring that we've transported back into two, the year 2007. we're talking about more interesting spider-man news that happened over a decade ago yeah (laughs) and now that i think about it like i I remember like like kojima like he didn't even have anything for the playstation showcase despite you know death stranding being writer writer death stranding director's cut i'm sorry death stranding integral being right around the corner um he just had his which was pretty fucking cool uh his director's cut trailer it is weird that he didn't wait until like the sony you know like the the, or the you know the playstation showcase to to show that off but it might just not be uh on the radar enough for them to want to commit the time to it you know they wanted they wanted to show new things rather than a, a third trailer for something that people know is coming out in less than a month that's already technically come out. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. 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 They didn't have shit. They they should have put it on there. Like they, <laughs> if if that was the decision, we don't know if that was the decision they made. Like they, they made the wrong one. <laughs> That's what they did. They they did it wrong. Um. Well, clearly they should have shown off the remake. But do you think that's a sign that it's that it's coming to PC as well though? Like eventually that director's cut. <laughs> I don't think there's been any talk of it coming to PC, but I would be surprised if it didn't. I mean, we know Kota's coming to PC as well, and that didn't stop them from showing that. I thought well, that's like a timed exclusive too, right? I, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I just thought it was on both. I mean, I can understand an argument for why uh, this version of Death Stranding isn't going to PlayStation 4, but... I can't imagine it wouldn't go to PC at some point. At least do it before somebody like hacks the leaderboards and then like, oh, geez, the records are like <laughs> negative one seconds. You know how it always gets that way, because that's what I'm looking forward to. That would be so weird, right? Like a Kojima game. No, not going to PC. <laughs> See, I've been around you long enough to pick up on your on your dry humor. <laughs> That is that See, is I, precisely I, why I stayed quiet. I got, I got what I, I picked up what you were setting down there, buddy. <laughs> no, but sure, yeah, surely it will. Surely it will. It looks made for playing in a PC environment. What's I mean, I don't see myself. I just put money on a house, so I don't see myself getting a PlayStation Five anytime soon. Unfortunately, uh, 
I don't think you buy them with money. I'm pretty sure lo- loads of people with money can't get one. Um, <laughs> like, it's something else. Yeah, there's this weird like hopelessness with it. I'm just like, yeah, not getting one of those. So I just, I don't know, just, just keep checking out what's coming out on PS4 and PC and stuff. <laughs> oh, what's Switch got? Like, it's going to get worse before it gets better as well. I mean, like Christmas coming up, people are going to go crazy. Yeah. It's funny, like, I almost canceled my Gamefly, and then, like, I look at, you know, and then it's like, all right, there's a few more things coming out, you know, but just for the current systems that I own, you know. Well, until the semiconductor shortage ends, it's going to be like this with everything. Yeah, people keep saying, like, oh, I'm not getting a PS5. I'm getting a Steam Deck. I'm like, like, no, you're no, not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a PS5. I'm just going to get myself a 3070 when it comes out. There you go. I would like to, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to get a PS5, but I would like to get an Xbox One, if only for the fact that I can actually play Metal Gear Solid HD collection on it. You know what you can also yes. play on an Xbox One? Huh. Code Or. Ah, you you ah, can. That's a good point. Yeah, ah, okay. You can. In fact, I'm gonna get it on mine when we uh, when we finish. I recently got an Xbox. I was gonna say one. Like I don't even know what it's called. It's literally the my. I got a Metal Gear Solid Three machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I always forget what it's called. But like they're so easy to get now. I ordered mine off Amazon, and it was at my house within twelve hours. They Microsoft has the most confusing naming system for their consoles ever. Yeah, the thing looks like a mini fridge as well. This the OG like regular Xbox. The no, it's the, it's the series. Oh, the S. series S. Okay. It's just a little white console, no disc drive, so you have to buy their really expensive digital store. Like it's such a scam. It's such a scam. They sell you this thing with no disc drive because they're like, "Haha, we're gonna get you later." Um, HD collection was like fifteen quid. That's uh, dollars for. Listeners. Thanks, thanks for translating that into real money. <laughs> <laughs> it was like twenty dollars for a game <laughs> that's like so old, and I've bought like nine times. And... Well, what about the Series X? Are those still impossible to get? Uh, yeah, I, no, it's like super easy. I could have got one of those next day delivery as well, but I couldn't justify the extra money since I know it loads exactly the same on MGS3, and that's all I wanted it for. Oh. But I did get Tetris Effect as well, which is super good. Yes, it's that game is so dope. I have that for both uh, for both PS4, and I got it for PC for VR. And let me tell you, man, shit is trippy, but it's good. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. You play Tetris Effect in VR, and it makes you feel like you're in the Matrix. Speaking of the Matrix. Uh-huh. I- yeah. <laughs> That's what I call a smooth transition. There you go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, seriously. That was... I feel okay. like I had a little demon on my shoulder saying, you know you want to say it. Just, yeah, it's... Shut up. It's not stupid. Just say it. We're all sitting here looking at the notes where it says Matrix. Dude, but it's, it's, I, I appreciate that <laughs> shit more than, wait a second, guys. Have you heard about the Matrix trailer? Because oh, it's fuck, like, look, man, we were, yeah. we were just talking about, like, please, but continue. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Uh, 
it's fucking bizarre that we're getting a fourth Matrix movie. Yeah. Right? Like, am, am I the only one that's just like, that's insane? It's been a while. <laughs> I remember back in like, we're talking like old, the old internet. And I feel like everyone hears from the old internet. Yes. Um, but you would just get like fake leaks for the new stuff. And Matrix 4 was like, there was years of, there's going to be a Matrix 4. Um, and now it's actually happening. I'm still like in guarded mode where I still don't think it's real, even though I've seen the trailer yeah. for it. I still think it's bullshit. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's a fourth Matrix film. I never thought in a million years they would make another one. Yeah, and I just got to say, seeing that trailer and, you know, sitting there just watching the trailer and then all of a sudden telling you what fucking time it was. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Didn't, didn't blow my mind on like a technical level, like, whoa, how'd they do that? Like, you know, it's just, but I'm just sitting there and it happened to be 6.23 a.m. when I'm sitting there watching it. I was sitting there, I was like, oh, cool, new Matrix trailer. All of a sudden, it's like, it's 623. I look at my watch, it's 623. I'm going to shit my pants. And I was like, that's like one of the most like Kojima things to do. You know, it's like, I don't know, like to to give some kind of fourth fourth wall to a to a movie trailer. I just wasn't expecting it. Like, that's, that's why I was just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> and it just, it got me fully. When the initial novelty of that wore off, the only thing I could think of because if you if you go back in and and like refresh it every minute or so, the clips would change. Right. So you would get a different glimpse of the movie. Um, and after the first like two watches, once I sort of got like, oh, this is what they were doing. All I could think of were the actors in the studio sitting there for hours. Reciting every time on the clock in front of a <laughs> microphone. Yeah. Like six twenty three, six twenty four. It's yeah. You, you do like all the hours, right? You do like all the hours, and then all the minutes, and then you can you can combine that. And then the it's guy who enough. had to cut it up and program it. Yeah, like welcome to my job. Oh, um. man. <laughs> there are things I like about what they're doing with this movie. Just, I mean, it's a trailer. You can only tell so much, right? There are things I like about it, and there are things that I am a little concerned about. Uh, I like the the little continuity nods with, um, you know, it's not green anymore because this is a different version. So they're picking up from where revolutions left off. Right. Yeah. I, I can't believe, like, of course. And then, of course, like criti- critics on the Internet are like, oh, well, they didn't get the color grade right. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point, my dude. Yeah. Like, watch the third movie again. Like, that's how it ends. Um, yeah, that thought didn't even enter my head for a sec. Like, what a ridiculous criticism. And Watch the fucking films. Honestly, if you saw it in theaters, if you saw it in theaters and not on, like, Blu-ray or whatever, <laughs> then you know it wasn't really that green to begin with. Sorry, that, that joke has a lot of levels. <laughs> I, I had a friend tell me about how the Blu-ray for Matrix was oh, oh, too green. It was oversaturated. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. The, he was telling me that when I was having like a mental breakdown to make me feel better. So every Aww. time I hear that, it <laughs> reminds me of that. And I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> but please continue. Um, well, I like, too, the way that they've sort of recontextualized the Matrix. I, I heard somebody refer to the original Matrix, which was supposed to be like. Now, we're, we're not talking about the movie. We're talking about, you know, inside the like the Matrix itself. Right. Yeah, it. 
is supposed to be like 1999 and as as I saw someone put it it's like salary man hell right like it's just the yeah. the doldrums of corporate life right um and so then you have the rebels come in and 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 you know they're all very punk and and goth and like you've got the these very obvious counterculture elements like it's 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 very of the time right um and the way that they've sort of reimagined that for 2021 is rather than having this this these corporate doldrums you've got people on their smartphones yeah it's like brave new worldish where it's like everybody's drinking lattes taking pills right like exactly like everybody's happy yeah and the in the first film agent smith says to when he's got morpheus captured he says to him um the the first matrix like we tried to make everyone happy and everyone rejected the programming is it not like it's not this is just completely my opinion i don't know anything but is this not going to be set before the matrix and this is going to be neo in fact it can't because he knows trinity okay so (sighs) but like is it not that matrix where like everyone's happy and he's rejecting the programming. I think that Matrix was more of like a conceptual utopia, whereas this is more more of like a like as I mentioned before, sort of a Brave New World. Yeah, you, you mentioned. I was going to say you mentioned Brave New World, but the idea in Brave New World is that everyone's happy um, and is caught up in what what does he call it? The orgy porgy um, feelies. I, That's like from Brave New World. I'm, um, well, I guess I mean like the extent of happiness that is. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. Sorry, continue. Well, I get. I think what Days is saying is it's not entirely an it's not entirely analogous to Brave New World, but that's definitely sort of the 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 feel you get from it. I mean, because if you if you look at what they're doing in the movie, and you know everyone's on their smartphones and and drinking lattes and whatever, uh, that's that's kind of how things are today. But at the same time if you talk to those people, most of them would probably tell you they're not really that happy. Yeah. You know, it's a different kind of prison. And that's what I think they're going for. Um, they're not, you know, completely sedated by, by, you know, endorphins. Yeah. Like in brave new world, like this isn't quite the same thing. Um, I don't think that this is going to be that previous version of the matrix. I know there's been like different, versions of like the one in the past i kind of okay so i kind of know what they're doing with the movie but i don't want to say it because it's probably if it's right i don't want to spoil anybody well if you're right i don't want to know wait is this like is this like like pure speculation or is this based off of like it's like it's kind of half and half uh yeah some of it's my speculation some of it's because uh, I was going to say unplug me now it would, unplug me it would be okay. great it would be great if you like completely <laughs> called it and then we could like harken back to it like in December I don't know I will say this uh, it is not a prequel yeah I, I don't think it can be because just because he knows he knows Trinity so and they like when they, when they touch hands in the trailer this is okay well well this is my speculation this is entirely my speculation, but I don't think Trinity's real. Trinity's not real. Not by a long shot. I don't think Morpheus is either. Where's Lawrence Fishburne at? Um, well, this is, well, mm, I don't know. 
They did bring up that point about the his character being dead from the, the MMO, so it's just, I don't know, it's, it's all confusing on what they're actually going with. So. There's no way that they would keep something because no, it was in the MMO. That. No fucking way. I played The Matrix Online, by the way. Oh, it's a great game of its time. I wouldn't recommend it. Not that you can, I mean, you can play it like on a, you can you can play a hacky version of it now, right? But I mean, yeah. you can't have that experience as it was then. But even if you could, I probably still wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but I I, I liked Did, it. <laughs> that's Did how you? I've heard a lot of people talk about Matrix Online and Star Wars Galaxy. So that's probably yeah. the consensus. Did any of you see how they ended the Matrix Online when they when they shut the servers down? What they did? Yes. Yeah, it was that baby? That was pretty cool. If you wanna break yeah, down that for 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 the listeners. Um, they basically had a countdown to an in-universe shutdown of the Matrix. And by the way, this is why I don't think they're going to follow that storyline. But like in the story, the Matrix is shutting down. Uh, but in order to like visually represent this uh, at the last second, every single player character gets like deformed and crunched into a ball and they're screaming and it's really disturbing looking. And so you hear like hundreds of people screaming as they're crunched into these balls. And then it brings up a, a, a window that says, wake up. And then you click OK and the game shuts down. One of the best, in fact, the best MMO closure ever. Like no, no yeah. MMO has the done it The Matrix Online shutdown walked so that Final Fantasy XIV's shutdown event could run. Honestly, Yeah. Uh, the Matrix Online might not have been a good, like, it might not have been good to play, but in terms of ideas, they were really far ahead of everybody else in terms of events. Like, they had um, game staff uh, playing as characters in the game to progress the story. That's fucking cool. Yeah, the the equivalent of that, like, from my MMO experience is, like, like running into a GM, and that's not even a thing. And yeah, they had to stop doing that in World of Warcraft because people would write tickets to get GMs to show up and do weird shit. They literally <laughs> had to stop doing it. But um, DMs, uh, GMs in World of Warcraft would stay completely in character with you if you did. So if you spoke to the GM in character, they would have to speak to you in character as well. So people would just <laughs> like constantly fuck with That's them. That's cool. It's, uh, was that the same thing with Matrix Online, where it was like, you know, once this staff member came online as this character, then there was just RPing or... Yes. Yeah. Wow. And it was like part of the story. Role-playing in The Matrix Online was like everywhere, and it was very weird and could never be replicated again. Like, just the whole game could never be replicated again, but yeah, it was trippy. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, if there's anybody that I expect to make something so obscure that's canon or that you have to depend on to understand some of the main series. Um, it would be the Wachowski sisters because I mean, I, I don't know. Like if you, I remember playing into the matrix to get a better understanding of reloaded. So, you know, I don't expect, you know, matrix online to be something, the end all be all for the lore going into matrix four, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of involvement or if they did decide to um, pursue those lesser, those one-offs uh, and the Animatrix. Didn't they kick off some fucking Star Wars canon in Fortnite? So, oh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, not not that bad. 
I don't think we're too far off here. I mean, well, it's um, it's not so much the Wachowskis anymore. Uh, as I understand it, only Lana is working on this new movie, and and Lily is sort of just fully retired at this point. Gotcha. Busy being a multi multi millionaire. I, I guess you know. Where's Speed Racer too? <laughs> I was about it. to say once you make Speed Racer, it's like that's it. That that's I mean like, that's you don't have to peaked. do anything else. Yeah. So something I didn't consider until now is that we may get another banger Matrix game because Enter the Matrix is sick. Path of Neo is sick. Matrix I Online. Like, give us another game. Path of Neo was so much damn fun. To- yeah, what a game! Absolutely awesome. I the- dare <laughs> play it. I don't even dare play it again because the- it might not yeah. live up. <laughs> the ending had me crying with laughter. Yeah, it was like sorry. Uh, Don't, okay, can I wait, spoil wait, wait. that game. If, okay, if if you have not played Path of Neo, it's been like ten years, and you have any interest, I know, but I'm still gonna say this because you know the Matrix is gonna become a thing again. So who knows? Um, but if you have not played Path of Neo and you have any interest in it, do like skip ahead five <laughs> minutes. Because yeah, don't listen. Oh my god, it's the best video game ending ever. I'm so glad we got that disclosure of this is the 50th episode. We can go a little longer because Jesus. <laughs> so Apache, go for it. No, I, I, I was I was going to say in more crudely than you're going to say it. So I'll just say mine first. But they basically just went, sorry, the movie shit. We're going to do something totally different for the video game. We're just going to totally change it. And they literally, it literally comes up like telling you that they're doing it in the game. And they even go like, you know, uh, the... <laughs> Try, I can't even get it out. It's like, and we get that the whole Jesus thing in a video game is kind of lame. So instead, we're gonna give you a super boss. <laughs> but there's that. There's that, like this. Oh God, the, the <laughs> path of Neo, path of Neo has so much going for it. Yeah. Like the endless level where you just constantly fight enemies repeatedly. Yeah. Like they made such a good combat system that they it's, just let you go at it. And that's just like in the film where you could just load in and load in a place and like have a training simulator. Oh, it's a fucking banger game. You know, it was, it was like you play that game and you really get the feeling that they stopped taking themselves so seriously and they just had yeah. fun with it. And, and that feeling of just having fun with it is through the whole thing. It was just it was just good. I mean, yeah, it's a little janky, but it was it was good jank. What did you think about Enter the Matrix, the game? It was okay. I mean, I had a good time with it, but at the whole time I was playing it, I was like, man, I wish I could play as Neo. Fair. <laughs> you kind of do want to play as Neo, right? If you're playing a yeah. Matrix game, you're like, I mean, that was the big problem that the MMO had as well, is that everyone wanted to be Neo. And when they understood that and made the the path of neo it it clicked wonderfully yeah because i mean that god imagine like a company like platinum games making a matrix game now shit i want to play that right this one game developer who might be interested in making a matrix game hmm he may have heard of him oh shut up <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> It's a big Matrix fan. I can't believe I've walked into that. <laughs> We're glad to have you on here permanently, Welcome man. Welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having so much fun. He, he set a mine and I walked right into it. <laughs> <laughs>
Dude, that happened Sorry, to me the other did, day. Did, What's the name of the subvert, show again? That le- did I subvert your expectations? Dude. I'm so sorry. Get out of here with that shit. That legitimately happened to me the other day. I was playing through um, playing through MGS1 to get the tuxedo on a, sa- on a, a save on my PlayStation 3. And I, I, I think I still have the recording, but I put down the mine and I just walk right into it and snake oh. just die. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened, but it generally happens more with Raiden than it does with Snake for me. But, uh, yeah, speaking of Kojima and the Matrix, I just did the one thing that I said I, I, I don't like to do. Um, it's okay, we'll forgive it. The, don't let it happen again. Nah. Um, <laughs> like, everybody, I remember, I saw you talking about, or I don't know if it started with a tweet by Kojima or you replied to him or how that started, but he or you were recalling information about like an impromptu in- interview with the Wachowskis between yeah, this, him and the Wachowskis. He um he was reminiscing after the the trailer came out and he was so excited about it. Um and he um yeah, I guess he was doing like a like a PR uh circuit and the Wachowskis were also doing one and he was like, uh, you know, Hey, can I meet them? And they were like, Hey, can we meet Kojima? And cause they were, you know, mutual fans of each other. And so there's a, there's a photo, uh, of them together with, I guess the, the game pro editor, I think it was game pro. Um, and the Wachowskis are holding up a Konami sign and it's just, it's really cool. And, uh, and I remember going back to, just i i've tried to find um some reference to this but uh this was around the time that the very first conversations about metal gear solid as an actual movie started to pop up and not in like an official capacity just this was when conversations started right and if if I'm remembering right, somebody was interviewing Kojima and asked him, you know, if there was ever a Metal Gear Solid movie adaptation, who would you want to do it? And he immediately said the Wachowskis. Um, and everyone else, you know, all, all the fans were like, uh, yes, please. Right. Because uh, that seems like the obvious choice. But uh, that was kind of the first seeds planted for the whole MGS movie idea. So I, I don't know. I've never been able to find that interview. If somebody could find that and link me to it that would be great that's that's kind of ironic in two ways um from a macro perspective it's like you know that story about the wachowskis oh you know we want to meet kojima oh i want to meet the wachowskis i feel like that happens like with the advent of social media and again kojima's twitter that happens like on a weekly basis where he yeah tweets about a movie or something that he likes and then the director or the artist is like holy shit i love you kojima like now it's just sort of like a daily occurrence um the second thing that i think is very funny is i think that the wachowskis would be a great creatives to work on the metal gear movie metal gear solid movie um but the irony about this is is you know i'm looking at i'm looking at it from a very like surrealist like a very surrealist piece of, of a surrealist action film. You know, obviously they are, that's their forte, but I think everybody else or a few folks were looking at it from the perspective of man, like 
can you imagine Matrix like scenes and Metal Gear? And now it's ironic because we did get those and people were like, what the fuck, man? Boo. <laughs> Boo this man. Oh, man. Originally, um, MGS2... Uh, all the members of Dead Cell were going to wear sunglasses as a reference to the Matrix. And you can see this in the concept art, but, you know, then they kind of took it out. Yeah, we just get the sunglasses in New Game Plus for Raiden and Snake. Yeah. Raiden suits them and Snake does not. (laughs) (laughs) It would be interesting, though. Uh, as, As far as adapting anime into film uh i think the wachowskis are a better choice than most uh, speed racer is a freaking blast so i, I was gonna say movie. i mean speed racer is, yeah, is that. proven that, that 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 they can do that and it was it was not well received when it came out either like that's a movie that sort of became a cult classic later on yeah but I, I was in love with that movie from the first time I saw it. It's like, this is absolutely insane, and it is the only way you could have done this. Why didn't these two do the Dragon Ball movie? Where were they? I remember <laughs> working at a movie theater when that movie came out, and the theater was always empty, so I always was able to sneak in and nice. watch it. I still can't believe they got John Goodman to, pl- to get in that, be in that film. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, really looking forward to the Matrix. I appreciated the double fake out on Racer X. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the first movie that I've been like super excited for in a long time. And it comes out at Christmas, right? Or they said this Christmas. Yeah, it's uh they they have a pa- the the release date's a palindrome. Uh so it's one two one one two one. So December eleventh. Which, you know, we, we over here in the U.S. write our dates weird, so. I'm like, I'm like, is it? That's funny, yeah, that doesn't work outside of <laughs> how the U.S. We do, we do month, day, year instead of day, month, year. Because, yeah, why not, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Put the month first, that makes sense. <laughs> I did see that there's one more bullet point that we have. It's kind of old. Um but still interesting nonetheless, uh, is that the there was while there was the boba skip and that was really fucking cool. Uh, Apache, I think they mentioned that they like they like didn't didn't you guys figure out that all, all I wrote was MGS one's escape second controller trick. So I know that it's all in right, the guys. escape. All right, all right, guys. Have you heard of a game called Metal Gear Solid? Uh, it came out on the PlayStation One. Um, it rings a bell. It was uh, pretty popular. No. Um, at the end of the game, you are chased uh, through a tunnel. You're on a Jeep. You're driving out, trying to escape. It's called the escape. Um, <laughs> during... <laughs> I'm sorry. During... <laughs> I'm, bu- I'm building up to it. I'm building up that... to it. Anyway. I don't know why that got me the way it did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm just like this all the time. Um basically during the escape section 
um, there's checkpoints and you have to shoot guards from the back of your truck. Someone realized that if you hold a direction on the second controller, the guard you can influence how the guards move, um, which people immediately thought was like psychomantis, right? You have to plug in the second, you have to put your controller into the second port so he can't read your mind. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's a, yeah. a bug or maybe something like the devs used to yeah, this when they is were a programming debug. the game. This is a debug function that didn't get stripped out. Yeah, um, but it's amazing that no one's noticed until now. But, yeah. I mean, we're saying this like every week at this I point. Right? Well, it's, it's, next it's, month's it's, big Metal Gear reveal <laughs> going to be. This one in particular is not unprecedented because the flag... I wrote this in the notes too. The flag is in MGS2. You can control the flag during the C4 shooting segment with the second controller. This is it's the same concept, just a little more sentient because it's guards. Yeah, like now all of y'all speedrunners and just other people are just running around too, just like hitting the control, the second controller. What else can we do? Like, yeah, literally everything everywhere. moving. Every y'all see anything? Every room in the fucking game. In Metal Gear Solid Three, I'm like looking at my second controller. I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if I can get Eva to drive better if I press, if I press um, this. I have two questions for you. Then, um, on this note, does it work in integral? Oh and yeah. It, uh, oh. On the on, on the PC version, no, um, it doesn't. But there isn't. A second controller like isn't defined on the PC version. There is no right. port to to speak of because the keyboard um, is exactly. used for the Psycho Mantis fight, but it's not considered port two. It's okay, just so then yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, the other question is what, uh, just to see if it was intentional because this would this would lend credence to the idea that this is just a debug function that they led that they left in on accident. Here's the smoking gun, right? Here's why it's not intended. The guards can walk through the fucking wall on the left side of the screen. Oh, like if there you're you hold, go. Then. If, you're, yeah. if you're holding like down left, and all the guards run in this direction, um, I'll I'll comment on the video on on YouTube if you want to see what it looks like. Um, they they literally clip into the wall, so there's no way it's meant to be there. There's absolutely no way. And there are a few people who who like jumped on this, like you know, uh, bad humans, dog, uh, Lord Emmerich. You know, we're all talking about it on Twitter. And, you know, initially it was like, could this be like a Psycho Mantis thing? And then after a few people took a look at it, everyone was kind of like in a consensus of, no, it's it's definitely not intended. But why it has so much significance is not just for a speed run. For a long time, people have been into like completing the uh, Metal Gear games without taking damage. It's very hard to do the escape without getting hit because of these checkpoint sections. You get three guards at this checkpoint, and you can fan between two of them. So fanning is where you just move the gun left to right and you hit them a couple of times each and it prevents them from shooting back. But the guard on the left will always hit you when you do this or there's a very high chance that you will. But now there's a consistent way to always get through that section without taking a hit. So a damageless run, and not only the speed run is faster, like by 11 seconds, um, the... The, the, the no damage run is like not only possible but really consistent now as well. That's crazy. Um, I, I'm not even going to ask my second question now because you basically confirmed it. Um, I was going to ask if if it showed up in Twin Snakes, which if it was an intentional thing, you might think it you know, maybe they would throw it, that way. Yeah, and I figured it wouldn't, but 
Never hurts to ask. Yeah, it was immediately tested by Blue Metal. As soon as soon as it came out, within like 20 minutes, Blue Metal was like, Blue Metal's a, probably the best, one of the best Twin Snakes players on Earth. Um, like 20 minutes later, he's like, yeah, it doesn't work in Twin Snakes, guys. <laughs> I tried, he was like, I tried it in every port because the GameCube has four ports, right? He was like, tried it in every port. It doesn't work. Does the Jeep uh, have collision uh, on it where if it hits any of the the guards, they'll react or take damage or anything? Or does it just pass right through? Uh, they, yeah, they die. I think you can run over a guard. When you first enter the Jeep and you have to blow up the uh, barrels to get through the first fence, right. um, you can run over a guard there. It's it's a shame that you have to kill those guards in order to progress from those checkpoints. Um because otherwise you could do something really funny like having them run to the far end of the <laughs> of the ramp and then just run them over. <laughs> run them over. Yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> hilarious. That's just God, what else are you going to find in this freaking game? I keep, I keep telling, when I first started playing MGS3, when I first got into the community, not not first started playing it, but first started speedrunning it, I can, everyone was like, oh, everything's been found, nothing's going to be found in these games. It's like, we're finding stuff in Metal Gear Solid 1 three years later. Like, there's tons <laughs> of stuff to be found in these games. Like, please believe that there's so much more out there with these games to be found. We'll, we'll, we'll have new stuff for you. Like, and, you know, just have a look yourself as well. I mean, Boba found something, so anyone can. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff in MGS2 that uh, I learned about pretty recently that I actually didn't know about. Um, and God, I thought I knew just about everything about that game. Um, one thing I did, I genuinely did not know that the seagulls would attack you if you kept shooting at them long enough. <laughs> they like the, the chicken and... Yeah, because I never, Zelda. I never attacked him for too long, so I, I didn't know about it until I saw a video clip. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, I just thought they pooped on you. Yeah, or um, and I and this was a, uh, I posted about this a while back, but um, the fact that Vamp and Solidus, when they are in the Harrier flying by, they look at you. Like their heads actually turn to look at you. And I and I doubt that's so much an intentional detail is just a consequence of how NPC characters work in engine, but it's still kind of creepy. It's super creepy. I didn't know that. That's really creepy. Yeah, someone someone basically uh, you know, used the in-game camera and got a shot of it, and you can see them both, you know, the 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 jets flying by, and they've both got their heads turned and they're looking at you. It's really <laughs> yeah, I unsettling. That. They just stay locked on to you. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's the same behavior you see from like Snake when you're near him, where he'll he'll turn his head towards you. So I bet it was just something like that. But man, I mean, what when um not to to drag this on longer, but with as much as you run MGS three, uh, what was the last sort of major uh speed running revelation there? I guess you could say. Um, being able to skip the lab section by clipping out of bounds in the warehouse. It can only be done in multi-segment. The way, the way we run Metal Gear Solid 3 is it's single segment, so you can't load saves. You play it all in one playthrough, um, and you know you can't exit out and load a save. You can in a category called multi-segment, where you can try the rooms as many times as you like. And you have to like piece it all together at the end from like your saves. So if you fuck up on a save, you can load back to your save and and then try that section again. Um, but 
with only on the PS3, you can um, do as a glitch, which is you manipulate the items menu to make Snake like zip through the air. Um, a, a guy called Appel, who found all the glitches for like Tomb Raider and stuff, is very knowledgeable, clever guy. Um, he basically the first time you go into the warehouse, you can get through that locked door that you get the key for from Granin. So you skip all of the lab, all the fear, and you go straight from the warehouse to the end. Uh, the boss called the end. Jeez. I walked into that one. Don't know if I can help. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, so it's a seven minute time save. It's it's huge. Like the way the, we can skip so many bosses, but it can only be done in multi segment. So eventually, I do want to go through and do a really good multi segment run with all the skips. I want to do like a damageless multi segment run. Um, Heck, man! I just want to see you do it blindfolded. <laughs> I won't keep saying that. Yeah, it's it's coming. Like I'm, I'm this when this episode won't be. I've already done it by the time this episode comes out. But um, I'm doing a blindfolded all bosses run in UKG Marathon on yeah. the ESA channel. Yeah, I saw you. You're doing uh, the Fury earlier. I was watching you do that. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, <laughs> this is intense. I was doing hard mode Fury because uh, on hard, Xbox too, where, yeah, the, where there's more fire. The, I was like, what the fuck? The Xbox is hard mode. <laughs> I, I saw the video of you beating the end with a blindfold on, and I couldn't friggin' believe it. Just yeah, fucked I mean, up. I I understand <laughs> how you're doing it. Like I I I mentally understand how you're doing it, but I can't process it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the end always spawns in the same position at the start at the start of the fight. So you've got three rooms. Uh, that you're you're three rooms away from him. He's always going to be in the same place. So the first room, I just need to get to the load zone uh, in a certain amount of time because after he's fired, after a while, if you take too long, he runs off and changes position. Um, so I have to get to bone, the next room before he does that. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll go to uh, who knows where. He can go like to the left room, the right room. He can go all over the place. At that point, I'm fucked. I have to like fake death pill, reset the room. But I can get out of it pretty consistently. Uh, even if I get hit by him, it's fine. Like, because I can do the cure menu blindfolded. It's just pause down three times. Once you open the menu, you're always on the tranquilizer, and then you just hold R two and X to get rid of it. Um, the second room is a big. It's like an upside. It's. I was about to say an upside down U. So it's like an N shape, and <laughs> you have to <laughs> like just go in a big, in a big. It's really easy to do the second room. And the third room, I use the cigar as like a metronome. So the cigar like beeps. That's um, the coolest thing, I think. So I set, my, I set myself up into a position. I put the cigar on, and then I just let it beep five times, and then I know I'm behind him. Um, and then at that point, you're just doing a, a sequence of attacks, which is – I already have that in, coded in muscle memory because you have to do that. in No matter how you fight the end, like you have to do this sequence on him. Jeez. I'm going to do the whole game. Like it's it's going to take time, but I am going to do all of Metal Gear Solid Three blindfolded. <laughs> that that is the kind of thing you do a fundraiser for, right there. I want to do it at GDQ. Like <laughs> some some games done quick, baby. Like I, you know, I don't do like you know all this stuff. I do is to like make it exciting, so I can do charity events and just like play the game I love. And sometimes I was going to say, and sometimes you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to do this in the not not to promote our discord, but like, fuck it. I just kind of want to do this in the discord. 
Yeah, I want to do more of that. That was so fun playing in the Discord, just having people coming in and talking about the game. And uh, that, that to me, in some ways, is a more fun experience than Twitch. I know, I know, a lot of people like love streaming on Twitch, and I just find talking to chat less fun than talking to people like, yeah. you know, in yeah. in voice. So join the Discord if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Come play Metal Gear Solid Three. Come, come to our Twitter page, YouTube, wherever we got links. <laughs> Join the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen into this live. Hear the unedited versions. <laughs> did I? Uh, did I tell you to stop paying for the Patreon Apache? Uh, yeah, I didn't. But yeah, I will. Stop paying <sighs> for your own content. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it so much. Um, like I know so... you love feeling yourself, but come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. Any closing thoughts? This has been uh, 50 episodes we've done, which is something special. I can't believe it. Here's to 50 more? I'll do 50. Hell yeah. God, if they bring out some more games, you know, we might have stuff to talk about. <laughs> I can't believe, yeah, that's that's the big thing right there, is like, I cannot believe we managed to find 50 episodes of content for a series that's been dead for you know the better part of a few years yeah well we are long overdue for getting into you know snatcher police knots zone of the enders yeah we've got bomber man bomber we need to we need to kick <laughs> the, bo- kick the boktai overdrive. special i'd imagine we're gonna kick in a boktai special <laughs> i have heard a rumor that they're remaking metal gear solid shut <laughs> up god damn it apache you're off the show. <laughs> I will say, uh, for just for me personally, for anybody listening, thank you for sticking with us for 50 episodes. Honestly, whether you joined from the beginning or you're just tuning in now, uh, it's awesome that people listen to us rant and rave about things uh, on a regular basis, and it means a lot to me personally. Yeah, big thanks to all the guests, all the people that listen. You know, it's a lot of. It's a lot of work, a lot of time that goes into each of these episodes each week, but people uh you know comment and and you know send in the love and all the uh all the positive stuff you know we we definitely appreciate it, so uh keep on doing that uh but yeah, here's the i mean I feel like wishing for fifty more episodes or fifty more good episodes is is implying that we'd love to see more metal gear, so more metal gear games, movies, whatever that is, so yeah. Maybe we'll get a movie. <laughs> we better get invited to the premiere. I'm just saying. At least we're not Sonic fans. So. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it full circle. <laughs> <laughs>